morning and welcome to May 11, 2009. It's another Monday and I'm thinking about the city. The city where I live and maybe where you live and the city where Jesus lived. And I'm thinking about how we've replaced our sandals with Escalades and air conditioning and hidden a smile for our neighbor behind tinted windows. In the earliest days of Jesus' ministry, in John 2, he turned water into wine in Cana, where he also, in John 4, healed the royal official's son. Later in Mark 1, he drove out demons, and in Matthew 8, he healed Peter's mother-in-law, all in the town of Capernaum, about 23 miles from Cana. I'm thinking about how Jesus actually got from Cana to Capernaum, probably the same way he made it from Jerusalem to Calvary. The topic this week is about getting out of your comfort zone on the Word on Wellness with Chris Hughes, Urban Training. I'm Bo Ellis. I'm coming to you from the Christ Across America studios in Tampa. And joining me now by cell phone somewhere in the state of Florida is your own chief wellness instigator, Chris Hughes. Chris, what's up with that seat you're sitting in? Hey, bro. Yeah, I am definitely a driving fool sometimes. And, uh... I'm lucky or fortunate or blessed that I don't have severe back problems as a result of all that driving. I've certainly heard of stories of truck drivers that are practically handicapped as a result of all of it. But the only thing I could credit, or the main thing I could credit, is just some of the weightlifting that I do to kind of offset the... just sitting for a long period of time. So thanks for asking about it. Well, we did a show about four or six weeks ago, something called Building the Body, and it was on on lifting weights and the real benefits from that. But this show, Urban Training, Chris, is about getting out of that seat that you spend a lot of time in and hopefully giving our listeners just some practical ideas, maybe some anecdotes about ways that we or others that we've known to use... um, their shoes and their bicycle tires instead of uh, the luxury or, or the uh, the sedentary uh, lifestyle of, of driving around in an air-conditioned vehicle. I mean, I think, Chris, about the uh, the nutty professor with the long beard and the funky helmet. He's probably riding that old steel frame track bike, and I used to think that guy's a kook. And now that I look at him, he's pretty thin. He's probably pretty fit and... I know he probably just incorporated riding to work. I live up around the uh, university, so I see a lot of that. And I'm just now starting to connect the dots on it here at age 41. But I was hoping, Chris, you could share some stories and some practical ways that you've seen folks uh, using this idea of urban training to really make a difference in their wellness program and, more importantly, in their mindset. Well, I guess it, it comes down to, as you were saying, kind of a mindset and being able to blend your desire to be well and healthy with some of the practical needs of your of your existence, namely transportation. And I've, I've probably told you before, one of my dreams is to be able to ride my bike to work, and I'm completely sincere when I say that, but I'm, I love it when I see people. In fact, I saw a guy this morning. He was a postman, um, obviously riding his bike to the main postal uh, center uh, near downtown Bradenton, and there's plenty of opportunities for people to ride their bikes to work. I, I got another example of a, of a customer of mine who, for years and years, um, ignored any kind of fitness regimen, and I had been coaching him for a long time to get involved in triathlon, and he finally accepted and had such a great experience that 
he not only rides his bike to work now, he had a bathroom installed with a shower in his office for that reason, so that he could ride his bike to work and then catch a shower and uh, not offend his workmates the rest of the day. Yeah, that's funny. I mentioned the nutty professor. I live close enough to the university that if I lived or if I worked at the university, I could walk there easy. I could jog there, obviously, uh, you know, three, four miles is all. I know the mall is close by as well, and I'm thinking to myself, I've never walked to the mall, but only probably because I'm intimidated by some of the uh, the busier roads, or I was intimidated. Um, that was obviously in the past. But Chris, we talked about, um, in, in a wellness program, we talked about weeks and months as opposed to trying to measure uh, success or improvement over, you know, the quick fix kind of thing. And I was really just thinking, if you took one lunch a week, and instead of going to lunch, you just walked or, or did something. Maybe you brought a change of clothes and did a run or a swim. That's 52 workouts of probably a half hour each that you could work into over the next year and really make a difference, uh, if nothing more, in your mindset. And we think that's probably the most important thing. Uh, if you didn't listen last week to um, our Living Water, uh, the Fountain of Youth uh, segment, I, I hope you'll go back and listen to that. But, Chris, you mentioned... Um, some ways to use breaks, uh, some different ways you think to use the lunch hour. Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, it's also, the lunch hour can also be a good time to connect with other people because so often um, people just take off somewhere and, and it's a great opportunity to get together with others for lunch. It's also a great opportunity to get together and invite somebody to go for a walk to lunch or the same customer I was referring to who got into triathlon, many times we've gotten together and gone for a swim because he has a very nice pool, a city pool, um, almost adjacent to his office. So it's a great time for us to just spend some time together and get to know each other a little bit better and in, a, in a, an environment or setting that's not all business. And gosh, that's just such a blessing to be able to do that and to be able to share in the uh, you know, the, the enthusiasm of a swim. A lot of people think that sounds crazy, but it's kind of neat when you can uh, get excited about a, a lunchtime workout with somebody else who's kind of got similar, uh, I guess you could say, training objectives or goals. So um, I would encourage, you know, anybody listening out there if, and make an invitation to somebody else to, to join you for something in the lunch hour. And even better, maybe you can make a habit of it that, um, that you could plan ahead and bring whatever clothes you need to uh, to do some kind of a urban workout or getting out and about um, to, to get some fresh air and definitely some good exercise. Well, I mentioned to you earlier offline, Chris, that my kids don't mind walking around Bush Gardens. I swear they walk five miles in a day, probably more. But I ask them to walk around the block, you'd think I'm pulling teeth. So a lot of times it's all about getting into something that you're excited about. And getting folks excited is what 1010 Wellness is all about. It's 1010wellness.com. I'm here with Chris Hughes, uh, your chief wellness instigator. And we're hopeful today that you can carry those running shoes or those hiking boots in your car, just like you'd carry you know, any other essential uh, item as you leave the house. I wanted to talk a little bit about Frankie the Barber down in South Tampa. I just started riding my bicycle down to the barbershop, Chris, and you know I keep the old, uh, the dew is, is, I'm losing my hair, so I keep it pretty tight. 
And uh, most people think, oh, he rides his bike to the barbershop. Big deal. Well, my barbershop is 18 miles from my house, and it's in northeast Tampa. Well, Frankie's barbershop is south Tampa, and it, one way or another, I've got to ride through town. And I mean through town. And I started noticing the other day, um, here at Christ Across America, our ministry was kind of uh, birthed out of this idea that at 16 miles an hour on a bicycle, you kind of get it. And unfortunately, at in the air-conditioned uh, comfort of your car with the windows up, you're on your phone, you're listening to music or hopefully listen to a good book in the car, you tend to be less receptive uh, and responsive to the needs of the people in your own community. It's so easy to just tune it out and think, ah, you know, I don't have to stop. Ask yourself, how many times have you been first on the scene at an accident? Is it on your radar? Do you stop? Do you notice the bag lady on the side of the road? And and are you glad your window's up so you don't really have to talk to her? I saw a picture on the internet one time, and it was a homeless guy. He's pretty pretty arrogant, really. But he was holding this sign that said, you know you see me. And I'm thinking, dude just wants to be seen. And that's really... His sense of identity is obviously rooted in this idea that he's not invisible. And I want to suggest that that bicycle might be one of the best ways for you to get out and get into the community, uh, hopefully without getting run over. And part of what I wanted to talk about today is when riding in town, uh, you got to pick your routes carefully. You got to remember to hold your line. You always want to ride on the left side of, of the painted stripe so that you don't ever get into a curb and, and get your tire locked up in that, that curb, uh, the, the uneven pavement, and that'll spill you, and you can get run over like that. Cars are just going to have to go around you, and the guys that yell at you or honk their horn is a great opportunity for you to say, be blessed, or, or how can I pray for you, or in the rare occasion, stop the car, and in those cases, you can ask somebody what they need prayer for um, when they seem to be expressing a lot of anger. I know that from the seat of a bicycle, especially riding through town here in Tampa, you just see things that you wouldn't see otherwise. And, you know, the other day, that was 39 miles, I think, unfortunately, with three flats, that I had a chance to get in some training, uh, to carry the iPhone with me. I don't miss a call. And uh, folks don't really know that, that I'm gone. I carry the laptop with me as needed. And I want to suggest that if you don't have a bike that can hit the streets, if, if all you're riding is this, this um, family cruiser with the baby seat on the back, it might be time to upgrade to a hybrid or a, a touring bike or, or even a road bike, which is what I ride through town. It really doesn't bother me that much. Chris, I know you do have some experience on road riding because some of our training rides from your house in Bradenton, go through St. Armand's and right through downtown Sarasota. And that's the kind of riding that I'm talking about. Maybe you want to talk to us about that run down Longboat and down to Siesta Key. Oh, yeah, thanks, Bo. The, uh, the, the Siesta Key ride, as I like to call it, and that is from, um, we, we start from my, my home in northwest Bradenton and we carry out Highway 64, or the Causeway, which will take us over the intercoastal and ultimately on to Anna Maria Island. And, wow, what an experience it is to cross bodies of water, to see the wildlife. It's so abundant down here. It's, it's very uncommon 
to ride without seeing heron and other kinds of birds. And also on occasion, we'll see dolphins swimming around in, in the water. And you're just not going to catch that uh, cycling uh, in the gym or on your stationary bike. Another nice uh, suggestion for riding is to bring a group along because when we cruise through downtown Sarasota, while it's not that not that uh, dangerous compared to other cycling venues, there are definitely strength in numbers, and we're we're, we're easily spotted when there's uh, six or seven of us out there in our brightly colored cycling wear. But um, I guess the only advice, the main advice that I would give to anybody that's giving thought to riding out on the open road like that is uh, behave like a car. Whenever I see some knucklehead out on their bike who's riding against traffic or making a, a, a wrong turn or basically just not considering themselves to be a vehicle, then uh, that's when danger happens. And uh, maybe I've got angels all around me, Bo, but as long as I've been riding, I've ridden as if I were a vehicle. Maybe I've rolled through a few stop signs here and there, and maybe I'll be judged for that. But for the most part, because I've behaved like a vehicle, I've never had uh, a wreck or dangerous encounter. And I know many people that spend a lot of time road cycling do in in environments like that, but uh, I guess the point is if if you know the rules of the road for a car and and do the same on your bike, then um, Lord willing, you'll be safe and sound and be able to enjoy all of those sights and sounds at 16 miles an hour, as you like to put it, that, that you're not going to see from your car. Well, 16 is that um, that comfort zone for me when I'm by myself, where I'm not having to, to really grind it, just a spin. And a heart rate's probably 135 or, or below, but that's comfortable. And it's something that if you're touring, I mean, you can really do it indefinitely. Uh, as long as you've got 1010 Wellness on board with the right uh, supplements. And uh, I used Gatorade on most of the touring that I did. I did not use any uh, bars or anything like that because I was always a convenience store away from my favorite cupcakes, as you know, Chris. But I want to finish this idea of the cycling in town. People are intimidated to get out on the road if they don't have experience. And I gained most of my experience road riding and even city riding in a group. And now that I'm by myself, or when I'm by myself, I'm not that freaked out about anything because I take the lane when, when the lane is mine and I use hand signals and I communicate with the, the folks around me. I think it's important for our listeners to know that you're entitled to use that road. And no matter how many folks yell at you, and I've had a lot of them, share the road is something you might share with them with a smile as they're passing by. Because they, by Florida statute at least, are required to share that road with you. So be responsible and take the lane when you can or have to. And one other thing I like to do in traffic is as cars are passing you, if you're on a stretch that's kind of signal to signal, don't make the same cars pass you over and over again. Just hold your place in line. And and I think that's just one way. Uh, I was riding through Miami one time, and, and I had a guy pass me over and over again. And, and then one time, he, uh, he, he and his buddy decided they were going to throw their passenger door open. They thought that was kind of funny, but it kind of sent a signal to me that I could be a little more considerate to hold my place. You know, whether those guys know it or not, they did me a favor. So 
Chris, that's enough on cycling and and in-city riding. And I just wanted to mention on that segment about bringing your your shoes to work. Uh, Also, in closing, uh, the cigarette smokers are always out there taking a break. And I wonder why us fit folk wouldn't take a short break to go do a little walk or drop and do 25 push-ups. And I want to encourage you to be in that mindset of being active, even though you might be in a job that is not that active. And one other thought I had since we were talking, Chris, is uh, I was down in Ebor the other day, just kind of passing through really in the evening. And I saw these guys on these uh, like Coconut Grove looking things that are, where I've seen them before, where you sit up in this, um, this like horse buggy but only instead of a horse, it's it's a person riding a bicycle. I've even seen them with folks running. And I'm thinking, wow, if I'm in college, that's the kind of part-time job I want to have. I can get out and train and actually get paid for it. Your valet parker guys even uh, also get paid to run around. So it's a thought if you are in a position to need a, a second job, think about what you do to get paid and moreover, Think about a situation you can put yourself in to tell somebody about Jesus. Chris, talk to me a little bit about that Central Park run we talked about in uh, Destination Training, a segment we did weeks back. Talk to me about New York City and the street riding and the, the street hikers that you encountered there. Well, New York City is got to be the most interesting city, certainly that I've ever uh, ever been in and there you got the, I guess the ultimate example of urban training um, I don't have any cycling experience in New York City whenever I've gone there it's been where I've flown and I've never had the occasion to bring my bike uh, but there are plenty of cyclists that, that are in that city people working, delivering doing things like that I've seen plenty of that and in Central Park there's definitely a active cycling community that gets out there on the weekends and uh, rides in groups. But uh, my experience has all been about running, and in fact, that's one of my favorite things to do when I go to New York is to run in Central Park. And just about every major city, as we talk about urban training, every major city has got a park of some kind that that you can find and uh, explore. And that's one of the uh, things, and even if it, if it doesn't, one of the things that I love to do when I'm in a, in a new destination or a new city is to put on those running shoes and uh, assuming I have a pretty good feel of the, the safety of the area, I'll go out and just explore and run. And that's the best way to get to, get to know a new region or new area is on your feet. Like you say, you get to see stuff up close and uh, encounter people and ask questions and engage. And uh, in, in once in a while, you might even be able to provide a little service to some people out there. So, Well, that's the point. Uh, that's, that's the topic this week is maybe you need to get to know your own hometown. Most of us don't uh, if, if we're just driving everywhere. So, Chris, that, that's a great segue into what I wanted to talk about today from the Word. Reading from Matthew 4, we mentioned uh, Matthew 4 earlier, but 4.23 and 25, Jesus went through Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, 
The people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. And you know, Chris, when I think about the way Jesus lived, he just I just don't picture him in, in the comfort of his Escalade with the tinted windows and the bling and the air conditioning on. I don't think about him selfishly doing anything because he didn't come to serve himself. In, in Mark, he says, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to give his life as a ransom for many. So I just want to pray that this segment could impact you and me and and those listening to get outside of our comfort zone. Father, we just lift that up to you right now, God. We just say, Lord, get us outside of our comfort and lead us to a place where we're working for the kingdom, where we're working for our fitness, for our wellness, and for others. And God, where we would just slow down enough to notice those in need. God, we pray right now for those who don't know you. And Lord, we ask that you bless all that we do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Brother Bo. Thanks, Chris. And we run long again, and and it's our show. So we hope you guys don't ever get bored with us, and we hope you stick around uh, to listen to us on The Word on Wellness with Chris Hughes. That's going to wrap this week. It's 1010wellness.com. Your chief wellness instigator, Chris Hughes, is leading folks into healthy activities and lifestyles they can get excited about. Christ Across America is creating awareness for the missionaries and ministries that are getting it done for Jesus in local communities, just like yours and and just like mine, Chris. And hopefully that's from uh, with our shoes on or maybe riding a bicycle next time. So we want to encourage you guys and we thank you for listening. It's going to do it for this week. For now, that's Christ Across America asking you where... Are you allowing Jesus to work in your life today? We'll see you next week. You've been listening to The Word on Wellness with Chris Hughes, brought to you by Christ Across America, on the web at ChristAcrossAmerica.com. This broadcast is powered by Sarek Digital at Sarek, C-E-R-I-C, digital.com, and sponsored by Trinity Automotive Services, the number one car buying experience. Please call Patrick Testaseca at 813-944-7722 or find him on the web at trinityauto.net.